Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, hello everyone and thank you for joining me today. And while we can certainly agree we are living in a time unlike any of us have ever known, we can still see the bright side of life. And many people are kind and that kindness also spreads. Just imagine if everyone listening today did just one kind thing. You decide what that might be, but as I see it, everyone's a winner when you practice kindness. And speaking of looking at life through an optimistic lens, I'd like you to meet my guest today, Michael Levy. Welcome to the show, Michael. Well, thank you very much for having me, Marcia. Well, it's my pleasure, and... My guests are are booked sometimes as much as two and three months out. I don't remember precisely how far out I booked your show, but certainly we didn't have any idea that the optimistic, that you consider yourself a professional optimist. We had no idea then how vitally important that is today. And that really is the entire focus of our show. Before we get into, you know, my questions for you, Michael, because I definitely have a lot of them, I I thought it would be really great. People could probably hear that there's an accent there. Uh, Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself so we get to know you a little bit better? Yeah, sure. Well, I was born in Manchester just after, well, during the end of the Second World War. And people lived through a lot of hell over those five years. Um, right. My mum told me a lot about things that they had to do in the air raid shelters back in Manchester, England. And um, I grew up in a corner row house with no running hot water, an outside toilet, green mould on the walls because it's a corner row house unit. But that was my palace for 19 years. And nobody ever told me I was poor. I didn't know. We were all the same. Guys and all my friends in the street, we played soccer, we played cricket, we gave a bit of cheek to the neighbors, (laughs) and we had Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. And when I kind of got to five years of age and went to school, the first day at school, I didn't take too well to it to begin with. And uh, once I got into it, I thought, well, this is a good place to play. So for the time I was at school, up to the age of 16, leaving it, it was another playground for me. So I had fun with the teachers, and they tried to teach me something, and I tried to have fun with them, and I guess we both failed. So (laughs) when I was leaving school at 16, I told the teacher I'd have a Rolls Royce by the time I was 26. Well, this is the poorest kid in the class, with holes in his shoes, and I'm not exaggerating that. And they said, dream on, Michael. So, yeah, I dreamt on. And I've always been a great dreamer. And I didn't get my first Rolls Royce at 26. I got it at 28. I was two years out. 
<laughs> so that was the start of me kind of going into a different sphere. Once I left school at 16, I had a few jobs which kind of, I wasn't really employable. So when I got to the age of 19, I started on the street markets selling cloth remnants. I think I started with around £100, which today is equivalent to about $120. And I just got married. I just had a child on the way right away. And I had nowhere else to go but up. And I couldn't get a store because the market superintendent wanted kickbacks. I didn't even know what a kickback was. So they wouldn't put mm -hmm. me on the market. So I went down the street and put a sheet on the sidewalk and actually worked off the sidewalk. So I didn't have to pay a store rent even. Luckily, the police never <laughs> moved me on. And I started <laughs> life out in the street markets. And I worked up to a wholesale textile corporation and then into um, commercial property. I've invested well in the stock market for over 50 years. So I understand the dynamics of stocks. I mean, maybe to go into that a little bit too today. And then I retired at 46 years of age because I thought that's enough. It was no longer fun. And I had the opportunity, I had a friend that came over to the States. I went to see him. We got on well together. And it started to mushroom. And I came over to the States full time in 92. And after six years of time out, sitting on the balcony, looking over the ocean at the moon, the stars, and the heavens, this little speck that I am, we're looking at this magnitude of the universe and asking lots of profound questions. And slowly but surely, answers were coming through. And after six years, I bought a computer, taught myself how to use it, because I've never really followed instructions throughout my life. I've not <laughs> been one to follow expert advice. In fact, if I had done that, I still would have been on the street markets. And that's true. And hmm. after that six-year period, I did a lot of research with the computer for six months. Then one day, I just woke up and started scribbling this stuff down. And within three months, I'd written my first three books along with poetry. So that was kind of the start and how I came to be a part of pointoflife.com, which is my website. Right. Wow, that's 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 really that's that's quite a story. And you're so you're married, and you have do you have a couple of children? Yeah, um, I uh -huh. just come off a cruise. Uh, we were mm -hmm. with them, uh, with one of my daughter and grand and uh, son-in-law for eight weeks on a tour around South America. We came off actually only last week. There was no uh, virus on board the ship. We we're home clear, um, and. Here we are back home in uh, Fort Lauderdale, where we live. My daughter still lives in Manchester, so she's still sailing back to Southampton. Wow. Well, fortunately, and I am so grateful to hear that, that your cruise ship was safe and that you all were able to return safe and sound. That sounds like quite an exciting adventure. And what an interesting, what an interesting life. I mean, I... I, I I guess, I think, honestly, Michael, maybe you would agree with this. I don't know. But I feel like who we were as children, maybe at the age of two or three, is really who we are today. I know when I look at my children, their behaviors and their mindset as they grew up 
really are just an older version of them. I've always, always been interested in people. I've always um, wanted to have a conversation with whomever I came across. I wasn't as confident as me at 14 as I was at 24, but I'm just saying I've always been interested in people, and it sounds to me like you've always been an optimist, and you refer to yourself as a professional optimist, which I, I love the title of that. But what I'm curious to know, Michael, is what does that mean to you? Okay, well, the thing is what you said about two years of age and growing up and being molded, it's basically you get to seven and the ego gets molded at seven. So between being born and seven years of age, we develop an ego by seven, and that kind of is the main reference points for most people. However, we're all born with a genius, and the genius within us all is the true identity of who we are, not the ego. So, yes, if we tune into that genius at birth, and we all get the chance to do that, although once our parents start to talk to us and we start looking at the surroundings, if we start taking notice of that, then we can get molded by parents, by schooling. Luckily for me, none of that rubbed off on me. The genius mm. within me, which is what people would call God or the universe or spirit, that is what I've always followed throughout my life. There's not been a day gone by that I've not followed that stream. And all my thoughts are molded around that. Now, does my ego come into play? Sure does. And makes me, lots of mistakes, fall down big <laughs> holes with it, which we all do. But as I progressed through life, I became more aware of why I wasn't progressing the way I was meant to progress uh, for short periods of time. And once those periods lapsed through and the spirit came through again, then it just moved them aside. And it is so powerful, so magnificent, so omnipresent that nothing actually can get in its way. We're invincible because we're infinite. We're infinite in pure source. We were around before we were born and we will be around after we pass over. We've just got a brief interlude as living as a human being. And within that little interlude, which is maybe a blink of 100 years, but it doesn't matter if it's 100 years or 10 minutes. That's not the importance of it. The true importance of it all is to understand the point of life and the meaning of life. And that is to live in joy every moment that we're on earth because any moment that we're not living in joy is a wasted moment and wasted gift from god that's gone you don't get it back not in the physical anyway in the infinite sure in the eternity of what we are it'll always be present but if we don't understand it while we're living as human beings then we're not going to be kind to each other we're going to be greedy we're going to be selfish because we're not living from spirit. We're living from ego. And my phraseology of ego is E-G-O, ease got out. And that's been used by many famous authors over the years since I put it out there in 99. So 
when we ease God out, what we do, we ease something back in. And what it is, it's our intellect, it's our education, it's our learning. And if that learning isn't guided by our intelligence, then we get the world we live in today, where there's panic, there's fear, and all the pandemonium that's going on in the world today. Now, I know what I've said just now might be a little confusing to some people who are tuning in. I understand that. So we can go over it a bit slower as we progress through the show. Perfect. But I do I do want people to hear because I, I honestly, uh, Michael, I take notes while my guests are speaking. And if I understood what you said correctly, ego, E-G-O, is ease, E-A-S-E, God out. Did I get that correctly? Correct, 100%. I think that, and and maybe it's we all we're all in different places in our life, and people see things in in the in what's comfortable and not foreign to them. But I, I'm I'm a constant um, evolving person. Not everybody wants to evolve. I I actually make it an an effort to evolve. I think that happens having this great opportunity to have guests on my show every week and learn from my guests. But I think your message is really important, and I'm just and we will be talking about this because of how timely this is. I am curious about one thing as I get to know you better. Have you always and I think of Monty Python, have you always looked on the bright side of life? Because it sounds like you probably have. Yes, but only for one reason. There's only one reason why I have, and this is going to sound real weird to you. But the only reason why I've lived that way is because I'm stupid. <laughs> and it's really true. And I, I understand that I, my stupidity. And, you see, here's the thing. When people deem themselves as clever, they'll continue to fall down the same hole throughout their life. Because they'll just go and do it because they've got all this information in their head. And when it's not working out for them, they don't know which way to run. But when you know you're stupid, you know you need guidance. And you know you need that guidance on a moment-to-moment basis. So you, when you've got a decision to make in your life, you're going to sit back and try and figure out the best way to do it instead of just jumping in or thinking you know something. When you know no thing, then something fantastic can come from no thing. And that's the way the whole of the universe was created, evolved, or evolved and created. It's the same word to me. I don't distinguish between what religion says and what science says because it's the same thing. It's just a different approach from different areas of people's lives. Now, people ask me, am I religious? Well, no, I'm born Jewish and I have an identity, but that identity as a physical identity isn't my true identity. So the things in the Bible, if you will, uh, do contain a lot of wisdom, but that's not the way I go down my route in life. I did it mm-hmm. to please my parents, what I needed to do, get bar mitzvahed and everything. But once I was able to solve some of the mysteries of the universe that baffle a lot of people, once I understood the way we can go forward with wisdom and truth, rather than just filtering through with perceptions, ideas, Thoughts and suggestions, P-I-T-S, 
which spells the pits. And that's why most people are living in the pits, because they're living with a perception or a belief. The word belief has little letter in the center, three little letters, L-I-E, because belief isn't truth. Belief is oh. the thought process of what we believe in. But truth doesn't require belief. And God is the only one. And when I mention God, I'm talking about intelligent energy now. I'm not talking an entity that is looking up there with a beard and looking down on us. That's not <laughs> the kind of God that lives in my life. I look at it as intelligent energy that has formed the whole of the universe and continues to do so. It's an infinite energy that creates and destroys. It has to create and destroy because everything physical has its own time frame. At some stage, the sun will burn out and Earth will disappear and our solar system as it is now will go. We're looking at stars in the sky and a lot of those stars in the sky burnt out millions of years ago. But they still see them as real. So the reality that we see in our lives today basically is, in many instances, a mirror image of how we're meant to be living. And that's why people are so confused. That's why they need medications. That's why they go to psychiatrists and psychologists. But you can't douse a fire with a fire. You can't repair something with a Band-Aid. It has to be done in an authentic way. And luckily, for all humanity, there is an authentic way of living and doing things in a way that is a progression and everybody in humanity wins by it. Because we're all mm -hmm. one. We're all part of the same entity. I want to I take you back to the pits because you are, you are um, um, sharing such incredible wisdom. So I understood that the P stood for perception. What does the I stand for? Perception, ideas, thoughts, and suggestions. Ideas, ideas, thoughts, and suggestions. And suggestions. Thank you. That's that's a fabulous acronym. I don't think that there could be a better time than now. As I look at your website, and um, I do um, appreciate the point to life.com is your website point of that life. Yeah. point of life i'm so sorry not to right. point of i apologize point of okay. life um dot com that um you have um listed 10 characteristics of power for optimal living and i've it's interesting michael i've noticed that each one of those 10 words start with the letter i and we're going to go through those but was that Deliberate? Did did you deliberately choose the letter I in ch in selecting those ten words? Well, there's two connotations to that. It's I N in, and everything is inner and outer at the same time. So the, oh, sure the words is. that come through are basically formulated by spirit, and the I is the big I in the sky, the I that seeks and sees and knows the route forward. That's the big I. The little I, that's the capital I. The little I is us as individuals. And each individual person at any given moment is at the center of the universe. 
And this has to be true because wherever we are standing, the whole of the universe is infinite. There's no beginning and there's no end to it. So wherever each individual person is standing, they are centered in the center of their universe. And people don't realize that. They think mm. that we're, we're, we're on a planet Earth and we're in this country or we're that country. We identify ourselves as American or British or Yugoslavian or Italian or whichever way your country you're living in. But you're an infinite being in the center of the universe living as a human core. And that human core has core values. It has core values as all your other animals and all the trees and all the different plants all got core values. They're all put on earth for a purpose. They're not put on earth, the trees and the plants and the food that they grow and the flutes, not just to feed human beings, because there are all other animals that live on this planet earth. Um, human beings are only just one animal out of the many. Mm -hmm. But we seem to have dominated the planet because of our intellectual way of thinking and our logic and reasoning. And because of that, we've gone down so many tremendous wrong routes. And you're right what you're saying at this moment in time. It's imperative to understand with this virus that's around, and it's a dangerous virus. Now, these viruses are getting stronger. As time goes on, they're going to probably wipe out half of humanity unless something is done to halt the, 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 the reasons why they multiply. And basically, a lot of viruses come about and people take antibiotics. Now, you can't take antibiotics for viruses. That doesn't kill a virus. It kills infections. But these viruses are, are just kind of expanding themselves in a way that we don't understand at this moment in time. So this virus that's here now, there's not a vaccine for it. But at the same time, we mustn't panic through it. It'll take its course, and it'll pass, and it'll disappear as quickly as it came in. But it'll take time for it to pass. And mm -hmm. in the meantime, this is a great time for people to stay at home and to do some meditation and mm -hmm. maybe read a good book or something that can help them reevaluate their own lives. So this could be a growth point for every human being or anybody listening into the show today to say, you know what, we've got time out and there's a reason for this happening to me today. So mm -hmm. because this is happening, I'm going to start to reevaluate my life and find the core values that are in there. And there's so many of them, so many powerful assets that we possess as human beings. But unfortunately, the richest place on earth is the graveyard. Because most people have died with those gifts locked inside them. And all those gifts are creative, creative talents. Things that we can contribute to each other. The kindness we can show to each other by the creativity that we can bring along. And perhaps leave a footprint behind when we pass over so other generations can learn from our experiences. Well said, my friend. I, I'm... I feel like I'm in a master class. Let's let's take those ten okay, capital I words, and you're right. I I didn't realize it until you you mentioned that they all start with the letter capital I followed by letter N. Let's let's go through them together. The first one is innovation. What does that mean? It means that we need to 
innovate our existence here on earth to be the best we can in every circumstance, whether it be a relationship with a spouse or with our children, to innovate our ideas coming from the truth of the center of our being. See, we can have ideas, we can have thoughts and suggestions, providing it's guided by the wisdom of the truth inherent within us that we were gifted with at birth. So we can innovate and help other people to progress through their life. Quickly, that's the answer for that one. Excellent. What about the next one, which is inhale, which, boy, if there was ever a time, right, to take a deep breath, this would be it. What what do you want to say about inhale? Well, we inhale, we have um, an awareness that we're alive, that we're breathing, and we still have an existence here on Earth. So that is an awareness that we're here on Earth, we've got breath, and we can take short breaths and long breaths, We can inhale and exhale. We can do exercises with breath. That's the physical side to it. But the metaphysical side of it is understanding that we're here uh, for a short period. While we do have breath, we can innovate, we can do things, and we can live a true life on earth. That's uh, when we're breathing. Wonderful. The next one that you have on your list, and I, I do want to remind people that point of life is your website oh no point i'm sorry point of life is your banner but point to life like no, what no, is the point, point of life dot com no oh that's right i'm sorry i'm reading it wrong you're right there's you know you know what's so funny you, and yeah. i and i i'm sure you've seen this so i'm looking at your website and right. i see where it says point of life but what i see amongst those words is also the word to Point, what is the point of life? So, you know, um, I, it just it, that's just how my mind worked. That's just how I, my mind physically saw that. I don't want to confuse people. It is point of life. Let's go to inspire. What do you want to say about that word? Well, that word really speaks for itself. We mm-hmm. uh, inspire from, again, from within our core values to help and project the creativity that is part of our being and it has so many different facets to it that when you're in your true zone outside the clutches of the ego then you're in an inspirational mode and when you're in inspirational mode you can create any great of the great artists from the past We'll always echo these words, whether it be Michelangelo said, the statue was already in the rock. I just chiseled it out. But he was inspiring others from the inspiration he was getting from above. Oh, that's a great... I've never heard that before about Michelangelo. Um, That really draws a picture for me. That's, That's really well said. The next one is intuition. What what would you like to say about intuition? That's one of the biggest. Intuition yes. is one of the biggest. We are being tutored throughout our lives. We're all students. So we need to understand that no matter what university degrees we've got, whether we're a professor, 
with all the uh, ivory towers and we've got awards for whatever we've gained in life we've gained it because we've been intuition now your intuition in your learning in a university is totally different to the intuition that you're going to get from a higher source that intuition is completely creating new stuff all the time fresh innovative stuff so it's coming in and it's coming in fresh when we learn in a textbook it's what other people have already been learning that they, they were intuition and they wrote the books when newton um found gravity he was sitting under a tree and he was looking for what why why things fell and because he got his eureka moment he was in intuition he was being taught and he was being taught that gravity exists and he used the word gravity and today we understand gravity but gravity has always been on earth we didn't invent gravity it's just that he gave an explanation of it so we can understand it better that's intuition that's when you're being taught intuition hmm interesting the next one is insight insights means to keep seeking keep looking don't stop throughout your life you never stop learning it's a voyage that we're on we're on a journey and each second that passes by is a new way to find a new sight, a new way of looking at the world, a new way of seeing people, of looking at the pain that they're in and trying to help them overcome that pain. Try and look at people who are in a jolly state of mind and try and find those people and hang out with those people more than the people who are negative and trying to pull you down. Mm-hmm. You really don't want to join any Debbie Downers or go on any pity parties with people because there are the, what you call um, they the, the suck the energy. They're energy vampires, some people. Yeah, they suck it so out, you, don't you, they? You, they really try to. So you, you've got to be aware of those people. And when you've got the sight, you can actually see it coming and you can avoid it. Yes, excellent. The next one is infuse. Infuse means you're you're building. And by the way, no one's ever asked me these questions ever before. Well, and that's why I've never I'm, actually. I, <laughs> you're the first person that to ever asked me. Wait a minute. You're, you're fantastic. So I'm My explaining it. I'm learning speaking. it myself. I'm explaining it. <laughs> oh, this is. Great. I knew what it was when I was putting them down on the website, but you know, it's many years <laughs> since I put that down. So uh, oh my I'm, goodness, I'm well, relearning it as I'm going along, and that is excellent. the test of what I actually write. There you go. So infuse means mm-hmm. putting the infusing your own being so oh, that you can do what needs to be done. And it's, it's another word is encouragement. So you're infusing and you're encouraging yourself. And as you do that, you spread that enthusiasm and that optimism to other people. It's infusing the way the universe infuses everything that it creates on earth it, a seed Perfect. is infused with the with the soil so that's a quick one on that one that's great okay 
Here we go. Here's your next one. <laughs> you are up next. The next one is called Instinct. Well, that's a bit, another biggie. And that is one of the major ones that we need today. Today, with the virus around, you've got to use your instinct. If you're going into a supermarket, you've got to be aware, have mindfulness, and use your instinct if somebody maybe looks a bit suspicious and may contain a virus. That's where your instincts come on. It's a much stronger, powerful um, force than just thinking about something. Mm -hmm. Your instinct will lead you on a much better path. And whether it's your investments that you're going to be making, and now is a great time to start investing. I've been telling people to get out of the stock market now for three or four years because it's been a big bubble. We didn't look for this virus to happen or anything, but it's presented an opportunity for people who have actually listened to my advice over the years and are sitting on some cash now to slowly start laddering into the market and stocks that are going to be around in five or ten years' time and they can make a nice nest egg for themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's when you're using your instinct. That can work fantastic for you. You know, uh, here's a word that comes to me that I'm sure goes right along with the word instinct. But you hear this often. We, you and I have lived long enough to hear a lot of these things, and that is trust your gut. If if something inside of you is saying, I don't know if you should do that, that's instinct. That's what, how I would call instinct. Like, you know what? I need to trust my gut on this because I'm getting this information somehow. Is, the, is that in keeping what you're saying as well? Yeah, you're spot, you're spot on uh, with that, Marsha. The gut, uh, in, actually our gut has got as many neurons in the gut as there is in the brain. And there's a constant communication between gut and brain and the neurons of the brain. They, they, there's a communication all the time. So that's the way we can keep ourselves healthy with mm -hmm. that instinct of from the gut. You're quite right. That's a good way to describe it. Okay, great. We've got three more. The next one is in spirit. Am I saying that right? Yes, in spirit. Okay, so uh, what, do, what does in spirit mean? It means the way we need to live. It means we need to live in spirit as part of the spirit of the master of the universe. And when we live in spirit, we live to inspire and all the other eyes that we've been talking about. Okay. We're in a spiritual zone of knowingness that is infinite in source and massive in scope. And we can only get fractions of it. If we live to be a million years of age, we will never scratch the surface of what is out there that we could actually understand and know. But in a short lifetime that we live, we can gain enough of those insights so that when we're in spirit, we can enact them without the interference of the intellect ego. Because intellect and intelligence are close stable mates. One's a hacker, the other one's a thoroughbred. We're born with Whoa. intelligence. We're born with intelligence, and intelligence is in spirit. Intellect is in knowledge. And there's the difference. Intellect is in knowledge, which we need knowledge, but it needs to be guided by spirit and intelligence. So when intelligence and when we're in spirit, we can guide our intellectual understanding through that wisdom and eureka, we get fantastic results. And that's how humanity 
has got and, and expanded all the great things that we live today. But on the other side of it, and the curse of the education side of it is when that intellect and ego takes over, dampens the spirit, thinks it knows better than God, and lives and goes out on its own and creates havoc, wars, mayhem, and all the things that have gone on in the past. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to give you one more. Here, This one is ingenious. Again, the ingenious part is the inner genius, which I mentioned earlier on, is the genius mm-hmm. that every human being is born with. Every plant's born with it. Every tree's born with it. But the tree doesn't argue with it. The tree bends mm-hmm. with the wind. But mm-hmm. human beings, the human beings think they're somehow a supermen, and they can ignore the true forces of nature, and they crack and bend over. And that's the reason, mainly, why most people get sick, because they're trying to do things that they're not capable of doing, and once the stress sets in, stress is telling you to watch out, and you need to overcome that stress. There's a way of overcoming it, but if you allow it to manifest itself, then illness sets in. Mm -hmm. Because a person is not at ease when they're, they're not using their genius, so they're uneasy. So from uneasy, they're getting dis eased the uneasy the dis-ease with life and dis-ease with life means disease sets into the body and that causes a cancer heart attack diabetes and all the other monday illnesses that a lot of people are suffering from it's it's mm. only way it's curable is to nip it in the bud before it actually starts to manifest itself and that is a hundred percent doable and that's probably where intelligence comes in right Correct. Okay. Well, we've got our 10, and as I mentioned at the top of the hour, you've written 16 books. You wrote your first first book when you were very young. Um, There's a book that you wrote. um, It's it's actually very fascinating because you wrote it quite some time ago with your wife, Margaret, and it's called Well, Well, Well. And I, you know, voice and and the sound of voice can be interpreted so many ways, like well, 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 or well, well, and well. And that is your voice in this book because it is about wellness. And it's broken into three parts. And I thought we could spend some time talking about those three parts. What What would you say, What what's the synopsis of the first part of that book? Right. Um, well, it's well, well, well. Eat well, think well, live well. That's the full title. The first part of it is eat well. So it's basically focusing, and my wife wrote the first 81 pages of it. She's been studying nutrition and health and wellness and got me off some bad habits years ago that um, I was a bit stubborn to begin with because my taste buds were ruling it. (laughs) But um, I've never really been overweight, but I was more than I should have been. And slowly but surely, um, we changed over the past 30, 40 years. And the way we look at it, basically, is there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, The good foods are the natural natural foods. And there's a lot of hype today with plant-based foods for vegans. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of the process ones that are out, I'm not going to mention any names, but they're total garbage. Mm-hmm. They're not stuff that you want to be eating. They're not healthy foods. They might taste good, but they're not healthy foods. Your plant-based foods are the ones that you see, produce that you can plant yourself in the garden, or you can buy fresh from a farmer's market, and fruits and vegetables. They are your basic ways of eating, and along with lots of grains like amaranth, millet, uh, brown rice. There are numerous um, nice grains that you can eat, along with nice spices, turmeric, cumin, all these uh, Indian spices are excellent for you. Garlic is um, a fantastic uh, antiviral, antibacterial type of medicine that is delicious in food. Ginger is absolutely excellent for you. So there's uh, ways of starting to slowly change your diet. What you don't want to be eating, the taboo foods, never type foods, would be dairy products, which are totally taboo. They, uh, they cause mucus, and the mucus leads to lots of diseases later on in life. So you really don't want to put a lot of dairy products into your system. Now, a lot of people like ice cream, like butter. And, you know, if a person's got to 80 years of age or 70, 80, 90 years of age, and they're eating these types of food, I say, continue on with it. You're mm-hmm. doing okay with it. It's mm-hmm. y- Your body accepts it. And that's the way you need to eat. But mm-hmm. as a general rule of thumb, for people who don't want to avoid disease, later on in their life, if they can cut out dairy products and mostly um, animal products, red meat, if you're going to eat meat, make sure it's 100% grass-fed, not grass-fed and then the last three months they're fed on corn, which is probably GMO corn. So... If you're going to eat meat, eat it 100% grass-fed. That's kind of a more of a grey area, I would suppose. Vegans or vegetarians won't let me say in that. But um, Uh it does contain enzymes and vitamin B12 and a few other things in meat that you might not be able to get elsewhere so easily. So Uh maybe if you had meat once every three months or six months, it's not going to do you a lot of harm, and the enzymes might do you... A little bit, but I don't recommend people eating meat if they can avoid it. Uh-huh. But if you want to do it and you give yourself a treat, fine. Now, the, we, the way you wean off foods that aren't good for you, and I'm, I'm not even going to get into all the processed foods that's in the supermarket. Uh-huh. 95% of the stuff on the shelves in the supermarket is total garbage. If it's got natural flavors in it, that's a warning sign. There's a company out in uh, Switzerland, I think, it's got 7,000 natural flavors, all garbage ones. Uh, there's so many bad things in those natural flavorings. Uh, GMO, uh, um, monosuta glutamate, is a natural um, fl- flavor, and that can cause cancer. So there's lots of things that you can um, avoid, but slowly. If you're going to make a change, then the way I would suggest is if you eat cheese every day, then have it every other day. Then every okay. other two days, Modify. every three days, five days, every week, once a week, and then once a, uh, every two weeks, once a month. And slowly wean off it that way. Eventually, if you don't have it for a few months and you come to try and taste it, you can't even take it again because all cheese is is fat and salt. That's all you're tasting with something like cheese. So mm-hmm. that is one of the things. And also, 
one thing that people should take on a daily basis is a probiotic. That puts right. the good bacteria. But there's a whole list of stuff that we put in the book that are all natural ways of changing your diet. And some of my wife's recipes, and she's talking about sprouting Excellent. in it and things like that. That book is still available, by the way. Is that correct? Oh, so yes, on Amazon. Are, and, uh, it, was only, so, it was only done in 2015, and it's very much up to date okay. in today's world. Right. Okay. So uh, that people can go ahead and look at that. I'm I'm watching the clock, and I want to be able to get um, um, to um, the second and the third chapters. Perhaps you can share a little bit about that with me, because yeah, I, I do well. have something very special for our listeners towards the end of this show. So what? So we've talked about um, to eat well. I suspect right. that the second is to live well. Would that be right? Think well. No, the second one is think well. Oh, think well. Got, I'm sorry. Before you can right. live well, before you can live well, you got to think well. Okay. So you got to think about wellness. Uh, well, that's one way of looking at the word well. Mm-hmm. And you say well, well, well. What, what, what does life hold? I mean, well, well, well has got many connotations to it. Mm-hmm. So it's not just one connotation; it's many connotations. So well, well, well. What a surprise that was for me. Well, well, well. I didn't expect that to happen. So we've got to start to understand where our thoughts are coming from. And if I ask the viewers today, the listeners today, one question, and this is a question I'd ask them while they're listening to the show. Do you choose your thoughts or do your thoughts choose you? Oh, gosh. Now, That's most people one. will say, I choose my thoughts. And my next question would be is, do you worry? And people say, yeah, sure, I worry. Well, I always say, if you're choosing your thoughts, why are you choosing to worry when you can choose to live in joy? And joy means, J-O-Y, just obey yourself. The self that lives outside the ego we've been talking about and lives with the genius within us. That's what joy means. Joy and happiness are different things. Happiness. Actually, I've divided the dictionary up, and a lot of my book, in my books, a lot of the words I talk about are different to definitions that you're going to get in dictionary. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, intellectual people, would not like my books at all, because mm-hmm. they're defined in a way that they don't wouldn't even want to go near, because they want to live. And I say, fine. It's a warning I give them: don't go to, don't read it. One of my books is called Cutting Truths, and that one helps people to cut the rubbish out of their life, the belief systems and things that aren't working for them well, and to find the truth of what they truly are. And that's a real test of somebody. If they can read that book slowly, and my books aren't a one-minute read. It takes years to understand it. So it's like a Bible. You'd go back to it time and time and time again mm-hmm. so that you'll find value throughout your life. So thinking well means finding the truth of what you are, choosing your thoughts, not allowing your thoughts to choose you, and not allowing yourself to get involved with all the illusions of every negative emotion. Because every negative emotion, whether it be fear, whether it be greed, whether it be jealousy, anger, everyone is attached to that ego we talk about, and they're all imposters. None exist. 
they're all illusions. They seem real enough at the time. Fear certainly seems fear, uh, real at this moment in time. But it's illusions. And a lot of the fear today is fed by the media who hype things up and get people hysterical. Because mm-hmm. they're using their intellectual knowledge and what they've learned throughout their lives, and they're not protected. So the mind's got a virus in it. The human way of thinking has got this virus called intellect. And it's alien. It's alien to human nature. And because it's so alien to our na- true nature, to our true being, there's nothing that you can do about it mm-hmm. until you understand it's not real. It's just illusions the ego is living. And everything that we're doing in life are just role plays. We're playing out roles. I'm playing a role now. I'm talking to mm-hmm. you. I'm playing a role as somebody who thinks he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> maybe I do, maybe I don't. But, you know, whatever I'm saying, people must verify it for themselves because I might be talking a little of garbage. So everybody mm-hmm. needs to verify everything in the life. There's got to be verification of what we're talking about, what we're saying. And the way we do that is by the results we're getting in our lives. So people say, oh, yeah, I can do this, I can do that, da 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 Well, what results are you getting from it? Are you mm-hmm. living the joyful state of being? Are you doing fantastically well now in the stock market? Or have you lost a lot of money because you were listening to experts who were telling you to stay in, buy, 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 at the very top? So these are things are a learning curve. Now, like you said earlier, We've both been around quite a bit. So we've learned a lot in our lives. And because we've learned a lot, we're still understanding how little we know. Because when you start to learn, the more you learn, the more you understand how little you know. So the second part of the book will help people to start thinking well. And the the third part of it is actually living well, which means Mm -hmm. once we've actually processed what we're actually thinking... And once we get a handle on that, then we can start living well. And we can start living as God intended us to live. And that is in a joyful state of mind every second that we're on earth. Not one moment passing by with that joy filtering through, allowing our thoughts to manifest themselves from the true source. So if we need to make a decision... We step back. We don't allow our stupid side to come into play. And understand this. Anybody who understands and would call themselves stupid, when anybody says that to me, some people say, well, you know, I'm, I'm so stupid. I say, you know what? You don't realize how wise you are saying that. That's a, Only a wise person would say that. Because mm-hmm. a clever person will never admit the stupidity and they'll still keep dropping in the same hole all the time. But when we understand that stupidity, Eureka! We can be helped, but we can't be helped until then. And if we want to go through a life and we want to fight with people, we want to force a subject to, we want to defend our views with anybody, then you're going to have a real tough time of it. I live defenseless. When people say I'm talking load of nonsense, I agree with them. I say, yes, you're right. Whatever I'm saying is total stupid to you. So, you know, just ignore it. <laughs> you, you don't need to listen to it. And I've been always that way well before I started to even write a word down when I was in business and people were deriding me and trying to be sarcastic. I was so stupid that I thought they were praising me. 
So I'd say, thank you so much. I enjoy that, what you said. I really, you know, you're right. <laughs> and because I said that, they ran away from me because of this guy is really stupid. But I really was stupid because I thought they were praising me because I only thought the best of people. I never thought anything bad about them. Even when they were trying to do me down, I still thought the best of them. And all those people, when I was in textiles, who tried to bankrupt me and put me out of business, well, over the 30 years that I was in business, they all went bankrupt and my business thrived because I was following a different source than they were. So again, results will speak for themselves. They'll speak for themselves in your financial arena. They'll speak for themselves in your health and your well-being. And more importantly than anything, they'll speak for themselves in the joy you are living on a moment-to-moment basis. Gosh. Um no wonder no wonder you've written so many books. Um, results speak for themselves in the joy that you're living. And that's a mindset. That's a choice. And that's why living well um and being in a joyful state, yes, we could all be frightened right now. There's 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 plenty that we're seeing. That's why Everybody is monitoring their their own way of getting this information currently. Whether they're we're spending all day in front of the television, I one of the things that I've been saying, Michael, as they talk about all of the social distancing that we have to have, which I completely um, agree with. I don't disagree with. Right. But what we have not been eliminated from is social media. And the fact that there are ways that so many of us can help one another because of the technology that we have today. We we can reach out to others. Um, for some of us, we're just learning about the technology of Zoom. I'm in, a, I'm in a Rotary Club that has probably more than 60 members, and we had a Zoom Rotary meeting this past week so that we were like the little um, – our pro, Rotary president's name is Brady – we were like the Brady Bunch, and we were all these little squares, and we were all able to interact with one another. And that interaction for me, Marsha, is vital and really important for me to be able to feel connected, whether it's to my fellow Rotarians, whether it's to my children, to it's somebody that loves photography as much as I do, and so look at all your cool bird pictures of the day. We need to find a way to find joy through all of this and rediscover what's important. And and while we might be under house arrest, you know, um, we have electricity. If we didn't have electricity, you and I would not be having this conversation right now. So I know that, you know, um, we don't know what we don't know. And it's it's funny because I use that term a lot. I don't I don't have all the technical skills that maybe um, a millennial might have when it comes to doing what I do, but I do know that a good conversation is still a great conversation. And you had said to me prior to going on the air because you are a poet that you wanted to have some time to share. Um, some poetry with us and I thought before we did say goodbye today that you could take that time now I I do have one quick question though do you have another book in the works as we're speaking I've got a thousand books in the works but I'm not going to be writing them what I've written is more than enough to help people the ones I recommend would be The Joys of Live Alchemy which was republished in 2010 Cutting Truths and Well 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 
There's one out there called uh, That's Rich. That's not even on my mm-hmm. website, which was my mm-hmm. latest book. And that's on uh, Amazon only. But um, okay. there's this, this five poems at the end of Well, 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 Eat Well, Think Well, Live Well. And they're all meditative poems, and this is one of okay. them. And this is how we can get through this fear crisis that the media is hyping things up with. This is how right. we gain the truth. It's called The Blissful Silence. In the silence of my thought-free mind, I leave the pettiness of condition behind. I feel exalted in God's kiss. I truly am in a wondrous divine bliss. In my peaceful harmony, I immerse, floating, weightless, throughout the universe. I feel the comfort of a glowing ember in a timeless world, an ecstasy to remember. One-on-one, God as God in a field of gold, an endless flowing stream, never feeling old, worth more than all the treasures can bestow. I rise up in an everlasting, eternal glow. In this state of mind, beauty is all I find. This is the cosmos gift for all humankind. It's time to light the sacred torch. Don't be frightened. In silent meditation, you will be enlightened. Wow. That's powerful. It's, it's emotional. I feel um, a, a great deal of emotion on not only your words, but the way you delivered it to all of us. I really do see that as a gift, Michael. I I so appreciate your humanity. I appreciate your view on life and your reality, your reality. You're not telling me that needs to be my reality. You're not judging me at all. You're not judging anyone that's listening. You don't see yourself in that position of, of judgment. But you've given us so much to think about and to consider because, frankly, many of us do have quite a bit of time on our hands. I'm, I've raised my children. My children are no longer living at home. And how am I going to spend this time right here, right now? I personally, and, and people that, that listen to my show every week, know that um, I've really embraced that spiritual yoga side of life and I tell people, you know, it's not so much about getting into a warrior pose. That's great. Stretching is great. I'm an older person. I should be stretching my muscles. I'm not discounting the value of that. For me, I'm speaking to what the breathing has done to teach me how to breathe deeply, how to hold that breath, how to release that breath. Where are my shoulders? Where is my posture? And how can I calm down? If you're an anxiety-type person and you live out there, which a lot of us do, we call ourselves the type A's, we don't have to stay there. That's a choice. 
and I have found that I have chose to follow a lot of the characteristics that you just described today, Michael, so beautifully by calming down. You're not telling people how to live their life. That really isn't what you're doing. You're telling people how you live your life and how you and Margaret live your life. And I'm sure that you've inspired so many people. And at this time, when we're all searching to make sense of what's happening, this book, Well, 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 was one of the ones that you highly recommend that we've spent some time talking about. And I'd like you to just repeat the other two in case people didn't didn't write it down that you would also say would be a good thing for them to consider. What were the other two? The other two were The Joys of Live Alchemy. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Cutting Truths. Cutting Truth, T-U... T- 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 <laughs> truth. When you P-R-U-T-H. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, Cutting Truths. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one that has not been mentioned at all on my website, which was the last one I wrote, was called That's Rich. And it's a bit about the markets, stock market, mm-hmm. but it's also about living a rich life. So mm-hmm. those are the uh, ones that um, I would recommend anybody who wants to, if they feel as though they mm-hmm. will. But again, I, I've got to say, don't go and read my books unless you're actually prepared and want to go on a self-discovery journey Mm -hmm. because it's only about self-discovery and if Mm -hmm. they're not prepared to go on that journey themselves for themselves then it's a waste of money and a waste of time don't do it i'm not writing for profit it's not something i've ever wanted to do may i also just say for all of you out there that are enjoying this man's beautiful accent i want you to understand the title of the first word in truth it's cutting C-U-T-T-I-N-G, Cutting Truths. So it's not cooking, which is how it sounded to me. It's <laughs> cutting. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I just this has been a beautiful hour spent with you, my friend, and I do consider you my new friend. Absolutely. And what, and what you've shared with our guests is, is very valuable. I will have an audio link for people that didn't listen to the show. Um, I will make sure if there's particular links you'd like people to know about, I'll make sure that that's also written in my blog. But I know that it's 5 o'clock your time. It's a little after 5, a little after 2 my time. And I want to um, appreciate the time that you spent so that if you do have other things you'd like to do today, why don't you just give us a quick weather report in Florida. Is the sun out? Is it a beautiful day in your neighborhood? Beautiful, hot, nice day, 74 degrees, 78 degrees high, uh, nice breeze blowing. It's a beautiful nice. day here, and I pass the sunshine over to everybody who's listened into the show. Marsha, you are a true inspiration yourself. You're helping Thank other you. people. You're bringing people onto your show, sharing their views. You are a true inspiration and a gift to humanity. I thank you so much for having me on the show. And if you'd like oh. to do it again, maybe do a poetry show one day. We can do that sometime in the future. Oh, my goodness. What a gift. I'm going to leave all of you with this motto that is on Michael's um, website. And he says, the universe supplies you with a treasure chest. I'm, I'm taken by your compliment. I'm sorry. 
The universe supplies you with a treasure chest of unprocessed energy by the way of creative thoughts. How you refine them accommodates the harvests or the famines in your life. I am so grateful for this time, and I look forward to having you join me again. Maybe we'll bring Margaret on, too. And I be well, be safe, um, and thank you, Michael, for your kind words to me. That was your gift to me, and I accept it willingly. And so next time, everybody, go out, enjoy your day. I want to tell you that next week, assuming that she will be able to join me, I'm going to have Janine Kindle on my show. She is from the L.A. Food Bank, and you can only imagine how busy they must be. So fingers crossed she can take a time out to talk with me about what the good work is that they're doing. Go out there, and whatever you do, one random act of kindness will make you happy and the person you're sharing it with. Okay, everybody. Thanks again, Michael, and bye for now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.